Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? What if I told you that all the things that you believe to be impossible are, in fact, very much an ontological possibility? Reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, it is terrifying. You see, we, we are at the fringe of the map, and there's more than just dragons. Excuse me, gentlemen. G'day, mate, says the older, the older gentleman. Can I help you? I'm looking for the address of a one uh, Mrs. Carol. Uh, you've come to the wrong place. This is her son's house. All right. Where, where does she live? He points a few houses down, just down there, but she's here if you need to talk to her. Oh, yes, I, I do. I, thank you very much. Just inside? Yeah, just inside. They step aside to let you through. Thank you very much, boys. You walk through, and in the house, there's not a lot of people. Wait, so I just walk in? Yeah, they just let you in. Fuck. <laughs> okay. There's a big table set up, and the table has several trays and plates with various foods on it. A multitude of different things. There's like pastas and uh, and uh, like meat cuts and whatnot. It's obvious that people have just been coming by and leaving food. There is in the lounge room maybe eight people divided into two or three groups having quiet conversations subdued conversations you see some kids playing in a corner as well everyone's kind of wearing their sunday best as it were in one of the conversational groups is two women both of them wearing all black outfits one of them quite old one of them quite young both of them are talking to a priest uh okay so i walk in um is there anybody nearby to me has anyone noticed that i've walked into this house if you walk in one of the conversational groups turns around, or not like all in unison or anything like that, but a couple people in that conversational group look at you with curiosity, but no one says anything. My, my, my. Deeply apologetic. I did not mean to intrude on such a uh, solemn occasion. Who are you saying? Who are you talking to? Just the room. All right. So, like, imagine I've walked in, and then I'm like, oh, no, whoops. (laughs) That would be expression presence. Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> I think it is. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, if it's expression presence, then Adam hits a chance die. Yeah, that sucks, my dude. Uh, that's a one. <laughs> You're about to get a condition, I think. Mm. You messed up. So a condition is 
basically something that uh, will affect you mostly role-playing wise, but it could have game, actual game connotations. It's essentially like this game's equivalent of modifiers to your character. Okay, okay. Some can be positive, some can be negative. Hey, Adam, is this one positive or negative? This one will be negative. Fuck you. Guilty. Your character is experiencing deep-seated feelings of guilt and remorse. You suffer a negative two to any resolve or composure roles, defending against subterfuge, empathy, or intimidation. So basically, you're in kind of like a leveraged position because you came in and you made... It was going to be fine, but then you made a big deal of it. Yeah, if I had just walked in and be like, excuse me, because I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You're like, you, instead of coming off as like, and you, you hear this in your own voice, instead of coming off as being like, I'm so sorry. You came off as being more like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Something more like that. And you could see everyone staring at you. No one says anything, but you can feel the judgment. So yeah, you have that penalty on resolve and composure roles to defend against subterfuge, empathy, or intimidation. You resolve this if you make an earnest apology. You don't have to. It, this condition will go away naturally once you've left this situation. But if you make an earnest apology, it automatically resolves. Am I? I'm, I'm still holding the sunflower. Every, is every single set of eyes on me? They all are, and then people slowly start turning away from you. No, actually, no. Someone walks up to you and says, "I'm sorry, mate. What, what, uh, what are you doing here?" You know what? This this whole feels ridiculous. I immediately just put the sunflower on the ground, just dropping the pretense of that, and be like, "I'm sorry. I came over here trying to do one thing with this whole idea of how I was going to play out, and instead I've come in here and I've just made an ass of myself." All right then. I think there's someone else you should be saying that to. You are absolutely correct. Would you point me in the direction of Mrs. Carroll? He gestures to the two women talking to the priest. They are both Mrs. Carroll? Yeah, they are. All right, thank you. Mrs. Carroll's. (laughs) (laughs) The priest stops talking, and they all three of them look at you. The older Carroll has her hand on the Bible and was quite obviously having like a very deep chat with the priest. The younger Carol, she seems to be more uh, kind of like she's got almost like a thousand yard stare to her. She doesn't really seem to be here. Can I take off my? Okay, so I'm wearing a jacket. Uh-huh. I, I assume I'm just in like a not a like a suit, but not like a nice suit. So a suit you'd imagine uh, a suit that Indiana Jones would wear in a lecture room. That is my okay. attire. So, like the with the pads, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That? yeah. Okay. I want to take off my jacket in a way, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually about to earnestly apologize, but also I want to take my jacket off in a way that allows either the priest or Sylvie Carroll, what you can work out the rolling of it, okay. see the Gideon's Bible that I have put in the pocket. <laughs> oh dear. Whoa. What is that? That's a good question. All right. I'm going to call that subterfuge expression uh, manipulation. Okay. So I get a negative one from the expression. Mm-hmm. But I have a plus one in subterfuge mm-hmm. and three in manipulation. So All it's right. just three? Yep. Great. One success. Excellent. 
So you do it in such a way that they do see the Gideon's Bible. You're not 100% sure how that has affected them, but you have certainly done exactly what you were planning on doing. Great. I needed them to gauge the Bible. Great. Yep. I draped the coat over my arm. I've left the flower outside. I, uh, ma'am, ma'am, padre. Ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> I'd like to apologize for walking in here like I did earlier. See, I had, I had this idea in my head about how I was going to approach this incredibly delicate situation. I went about a sunflower from Harry's Khan. I don't think that man has ever sold a flower to a person in his life. And I brought it around here to make this whole sincere gesture when really what I ought to have done was just come in here and express my deepest sympathies and condolences for your loss. And for that, I am incredibly sorry. Uh, is your character being genuine? In my this character story? is being genuine in this apology. You resolve the condition. <sighs> you get a beat. I hated being guilty, Adam. It made me sweaty. For a a genuine apology. Sylvie shakes her head and then says, it's okay, it's okay. Because uh, this is not the time for me to talk to you about this. I didn't know you were having uh, this sort of a setup, although the people back in town led me to believe that there wasn't a funeral while the investigation into your son's tragic passing had concluded. The priest answers and says, uh, we were having a wake. I understand completely. I do not look at the past. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. Well, anyway, if I hadn't known that this was happening today, I I probably would have put off my visit until tomorrow. Um, This is a delicate time, and and you know what? I think you and I might be best, Miss Carroll. I'm not talking to the the wife, who just seems catatonic. I'm going to give you uh, my phone number and when all this is over and you're alone and you have time to speak, then feel free to give me a call and we can talk. The matter is delicate and complex, but uh, look, there's no other way to put this. I believe that it would be against my core principles if I didn't share this information with you that I believe you, ma'am, and uh, your daughter-in-law might be able to receive fair compensation as I believe there has been a mishandling in the investigation into your son's death. I guess that's... That's subterfuge, right? (laughs) I'm just lying, Adam. It's subterfuge, persuasion, manipulation, but at a negative two... Because you sound like quite the ambulance chaser right now. Mm. Um, are they blue collar, Adam? Uh, I would describe neither of them as blue collar. That's okay. Oh, uh, no, I wouldn't, no. That's all right. Um, so it's one, it's four. Four? Okay. <clears throat> yep. And you know what? I'm going to spend some willpower on this. All right. It resets. I wouldn't describe it as resetting, but yes. Uh, that's four successes. One of them is a, uh, a 10, which is a reroll. No, su- no extra successes, but four successes nonetheless. Uh, this is a big play. <laughs> as you hand over the card, you see... Oh, it's, not, it's just my number on a... Oh, uh, as you hand over your number, instead of Sylvie grabbing it, Jude Carroll's wife reaches out and snatches it very quickly. You see, like, a flash of anger, not at you. At the situation. At the situation. But I've registered that. Yes. Uh, I direct the rest of the conversation to her. Okay. Uh, so, see, I specialize in, in these sorts of scenarios and problems, and uh, if 
you permit me, uh, the good Samaritan me, because I got a Bible, <laughs> the good Samaritan in me uh, heard about the situation in town and saw that the police were kind of riding it off as some kind of wild animal attack and not really doing what I feel, and I'm sure you might feel the same way, the due diligence behind it. Should you wish to wish to uh, press this and uh, begin this investigation with me, well, all you need to do is make that phone call and we can head down to the police station whenever you're ready to begin the uh, process. Jude Carroll's wife looks at you and says, Lily Rose, she puts out a hand. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Heracles Melville. What do you do, she says. I resolve situations like this. The reason I've given you my number is... Are you a lawyer? (laughs) Are you a cop? I'm not a cop. Call me a concerned citizen. All right, I'll leave it at that. If... If you have any further questions, just because I don't really want to discuss them in front of mixed company, because it is a delicate matter, you understand. You give me a call tonight, and I will tell you everything you need to know about me, ma'am. And then we can decide if you'd like to head down to the police station together. They accept that. You can leave if you want. I was going to lie, but I thought, no, I've pushed it. I've pushed it lying already. If I pushed it again, and Mm -hmm. it backfired. Basically, Adam, I lost my nerve. (laughs) That's fair. All right, so it would be, at this point, it would be about, like, maybe 3.34-ish. What are you going to do? So I'm, I'm now, I've left. They've yeah. let me go my Unless way. you want to do something else. In the house? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm done. I'm, right. I'm happy to leave. I walk out. Are those guys still at the front having a smoke? Yes. I walk back out to them, to the older gentleman. Say, this might seem like a random and unusual question, but do you know where I might be able to find uh, Mr. Inglacius, the uh, ranger? Both of them shake their heads. Do you know who he is, though? Mm, the older man nods and says, yeah, I know who he is. He's, he's like, a, like a ranger, I guess. He takes people on tours when, you know, in his spare time. It, what does he do in his full time? He works at the abattoir. Thank you very much. I get in my car, Adam, and I drive to the abattoir. <laughs> you don't know where the abattoir is. Oh. I look it up on my smartphone, Adam. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the abattoir. That is not a computer check, either. by the way. No. That is just Google map. <laughs> no, it's not. The abattoir is a way further down the road. It's basically further away from town. So you just keep going out of town. Great. It's on the same road. You probably would have passed it on the way in. You would have you would have seen the building, but there's no sign. So you wouldn't have known what it was. Great. Oh well I head to the abattoir. There's a big it's so it's a big building with a fence all the way around it, a fence with barbed wire up the top. And as you're driving in, there oh no, actually no, there wouldn't be any sort of security office as you're driving in. But you can see that to get in you need to go through a security checkpoint. So it's like you drive down a little side street to get to a car park. And then from the car park to get to the building, there's like a secondary building that has security written on it. Excellent. I get out and I head to head to go through the security, whatever. I'm, I walk up to it. And you see people, presumably people who work here, checking in and checking out. You're not sure necessarily. Uh, actually, I'll get you to make, um, let's call it politics intelligence. Uh, ooh, one. One? All right. I have no poly... Fuck them. Being unskilled in a... Not a chance, though, though. No, no, no. Being unskilled in a mental capacity is bad. That's a 10. Hey! Success with the reroll. Just the one success. All right, so you work out that 
big like distribution centers like this sometimes have issues where people will like try to sneak things in or typical much more typically out you would be shocked to discover that there's a lot of like people trying to sneak meat out of an abattoir but obviously it's enough of a concern to the people who run this that they've got some sort of security checkpoint yeah yeah you approach there's a security guard and a, a like a ticket booth thing that you're supposed to put your company id in to get through the security guard doesn't even look at you he's reading the newspaper i can't get through though you could jump it if you but wanted he'd to. see me jump. Yeah, as much as inattentive as the security guard is, if you jump the turnstile, he'd see. Excuse me, sir. The security guard puts the newspaper down. Can I help you, mate? I'm looking for uh, Mikhail Iglesias. I believe he works here. Uh, who are you? I'm Heracles Melville. Who are you? The security guard does not take a. a does not think that there's a lot of comedy in this situation. So he doesn't answer you. Well, he doesn't answer your question. Instead, he replies, are you a cop or something? Do I sound like a cop? Well, if you're not a cop and you don't work here, you're going to have to either call Michael yourself or you're going to have to contact someone, a supervisor. How about this? This is my phone number. When Michael Clark's out, can you tell him that I call, I'm looking for him? That is definitely a persuasion check. Is he blue collar, Adam? I would consider him blue collar. Great. So that's persuasion manipulation. That's two successes. So you give him the card and you can either phrase it like this. You can either completely change tack because once again, you're, you've been coming off as kind of an asshole. You can completely change this tack. This man is beneath me, Adam, but go on. All right. You can completely change tack and be like, I'm so sorry. Uh, we got off on the wrong foot. Can you please give him my card? Thank you so much. Sort of like polite. Or you can imply that it's it would be much more hassle if you didn't. Yeah, no, that. That is exactly the implication. Right. Adam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Arrogant. You get, <laughs> you get the impression that he will do what you say, but only because he thinks you're going to 
cause a big stink if he doesn't. Good. I would have got him fired somehow. I'll let you recover a point of willpower as well. Hey! Indulging in arrogant. Um, I am finished with this. I'm going to head back into town. Okay. You drive back into town. It's about like four or five o'clock now. It'd be, yeah, five, nearly six. Yeah, it's like it's like getting late. By the time you get back into town, it's five, nearly six. I mean. Excellent. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get some food on the way back, irrelevant, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Go back to the motel mm-hmm. and just make some notes mm-hmm. while I wait for Mrs. Carroll to call. You get a phone call first from Michael. Hello, Heracles Melville. He speaks to you with a, you know what, actually, I'm going to even get you to roll for that. I would say that might be, do you have anything to help you with language? Oh, you do. My, my, my skill, my specialty is in academics and languages. All right. So you got seven success. <laughs> what have I learned from this man by his accent alone, Adam? First off, you get another beat for another exceptional success. You would estimate, guesstimate, no, you're fairly certain, actually. You're fairly certain that his accent comes from Sicily via Spain. Great, great. No, other way around. From, from Spain, Spain via, via Sicily. Sicily. Yeah. Right. yeah, great. Uh, he, yeah, he calls you and says, you wanted to talk to me? Why, yes, I did. Is that, is that a note of Sicily in your voice I detect? Yes, yes. Uh, my family moved there. After I was born in Spain. <laughs> Do you know what I love, Adam, is that we've given this character this complex accent and you're just speaking as you. Well, how on earth am I going to be able to do fucking Spanish via Sicily? I couldn't do specific Italian accents, let alone that. Buddy, it's your fucking... You made this world. Yeah, I know. Well, you've, ha- you've hamstrung yourself. Well, fun fucking fact, I wasn't originally expecting you to really heavily pursue the ranger route. <laughs> So I'm, is, there, is there a character we're, that you're out of? We're fucking off the beaten track, my friend. Was there a character in this that you put a lot of time and effort to that I just have not met at all? Yes, so <laughs> so many, so fucking many. I haven't met any of the cops. There's a specific character that if you don't ever interact with, I'm going to be so upset. Fuck. Okay, I'm going to make it my mission to never interact with that character. Good fucking luck. Their plot intro integral, <laughs> integral, important. <laughs> no integral works. Um, I believe you're the man to speak to about organizing uh, tours. You, you take people on uh, walks along historical trails and whatnot. <laughs> is that what this is? Yeah, yeah, I, I do that. I can, yeah. Uh, usually, I do that through the the tourism the tourism board. Do you have you gone to the old fire station? Yeah, but how much of a cut do you get from them? Uh, I I don't get a cut. It's a free service. I oh. do it just for the love for the game. Oh, lovely. Well, I'll pay you. Oh. Well, that's nice of you. Uh, you don't have to. Well, I'd like to. That's why I'm calling you directly. Oh, well, uh, yeah, sure. When did you want to do it? Whenever you can. As soon as possible, in fact. As soon as possible? Well, I, obviously, you... I mean, could you come today? No, it's late in the evening. You probably could. Could you? No, it's too late. Some, Are you genuinely trying to get him to come now? No, because I want the phone call from Mrs. Jude Carroll's wife to come through first. Why not first thing tomorrow? Well, I've got work tomorrow. I'm going to pay you. All right, that's definitely a persuasion role. What time do you start work, Michael? I start work at six. He works in an abattoir, dude. It's a hard day's work. But your persuasion check, he's definitely blue collar. So your persuasion... I'm going to get a man fired. 
Persuasion manipulation is five plus your specialty for blue collar. Six. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, uh, all right. Tomorrow morning? Won't take long. Okay. I need you to walk. I'm very interested. Why don't I explain a little bit about uh, what I'm actually doing here in town? As you can uh-huh. probably guess, I'm not from around these parts. No, I could guess so easily. Probably how I can guess from the accent that you are clearly speaking in that you are also not from around these yep, parts. Yeah, the accent I am currently speaking with. Fuck. <laughs> um, see, I'm a, a researcher of sorts, an academic. Uh, I'm writing a book, mm-hmm. a collation of... Well, see, I'm from a small town myself. Uh, were you from a small or a large town, Marco? A small than a large Okay, so when you're in a small town, did you notice that your small town had uh, tall tales? Uh, I believe the Australian term is a, a furfy or a yawn. And uh, these kind of things uh, kind of fueled the town. You might have had an urban legend or a story about a man who wrestled a particularly strong pig in the middle of town. That actually did happen in the town that I grew up in. The pig's name was Boris, and the ma- he was the... Anyway, that's irrelevant. Uh, now, that's not a lie. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, so what I'm looking for is... I'm here in this town to see if there are any urban legends or interesting stories. I don't mean the gold mine feud. That sounds like historical politics. And to be honest, uh, I don't even know that one. That boils me to tears. I'm interested in walking along the historical trail and exploring the place and just, you know, the one that apparently there's one that runs the length of the train line. Is that correct? Yeah, I, uh, that's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can take you down there. Great. That is the one that they found Jude on. Yes. Correct? Yeah, yeah, good. Excellent. That's wonderful. And uh, the other question I have for you is, um, do you have any, I don't know, anything you can contribute to, say, my research on unusual tales in small towns? Yeah, I, I guess I know a little something. Wonderful. You think on that, and when we walk tomorrow, you can fill my head with stories. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right, you have a lovely day now. Okay, you, you too. He hangs up. Well, that went moderately well. I'm waiting, I guess I write some more notes, and I just wait for a call from... Jude Carroll's wife. Lily uh, Rose? Lily Rose. Lily Rose. She does not call back. Mm. What time is it? For how long do you wait till? As long as it takes, Adam. Well, it gets to like, we'll say midnight then, and she still hasn't called. Interesting. Well, Heracles, you may be in the thick of it. Can I question on contacts, Adam? Mm. Um, so you have two contacts, yes. two people you know <clears throat> who can give you information. If you call. What kind of information? For example, could I call someone and be like, hey, do you know about any weird disappearances in this town? If they knew anything, they would tell you. And if... Uh, They'd be like, hey, can you look this up for me? So the way it works is you can ask them anything and anything they know, they'll tell you. But if you want something that the organization that they work with knows, then you need to make a check, basically. And that's kind of representative of not just the person that you're talking to, but also anything they can give you. All right. So, for example, I know one of your contacts is an FBI agent. Yes. What's the agent's name? He is Special Agent Rowdy Wilson. Anything Special Agent Rowdy Wilson? Sorry, no one can see this, but Adam rolled his eyes so hard then, and he must regret that I was allowed to name my own contacts. I'm shocked people couldn't. If you can't hear me rolling my eyes, then I will be shocked. (laughs) So... Basically, yeah, you have the FBI agent, Rowdy Wilson, as a contact within the FBI. 
you could get anything from him, but if you want something out of the FBI database, you got to roll. You got to roll. Mm, cool. And if you've been good to Rowdy, and if it's like, if I've, it's, I've helped him over the years with his investigations when they got weird. If he specifically uh, works in records or something like that, then you get bonuses. Um, all right, I'm gonna. I don't think he specifically works in records. I think he's just a. He's an agent, and yeah, he's, field he's, agent. he's he's in, he's a field agent who's investigated stuff where weird stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. And I have helped him in numerous times. And in fact, my other contact is someone that we both put in jail together. Excellent. Um, that is a cult leader called Shepard Josiah Jameson. You want to call Rowdy? I'm going to call Rowdy. It's midnight in Australia. Yes. I do not check what time it is in America before I call him. <laughs> he lives in the East Coast. On the East Coast? Of America. Right. So if it's midnight in Australia, it'd be about, no, oh, it's 10 a.m. his time. Oh, Perfect. Damn it, I wanted it to be an annoying time. It would be. But unfortunately, <clears throat> I think... This actually for, works better for me. Yeah, well, yeah. It means that you're not waking him up in the middle of the night, I suppose. All right. You call Rowdy. Can I help you? Prouder Wilson. Get out of here. Melville? <laughs> yeah, the very same. The very same. Uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods, Rowdy? Anything unusual happening upstate? Uh, nothing much, Herc. It's... uh. Pretty normal around here. Uh, we, we, we never discussed that nickname, but I'm going to let it slide. Now, look, <laughs> Rowdy, i got to talk you through a problem that I'm having. It's a problem of the ontological nature. You get my drift? Yeah, I understand. Right. Are you in a room that's uh, quiet and available to have this conversation? You hear a door close. I am now. <laughs> I'm in Australia investigating a, ser- a murder that happened where a man's eyes are removed. Mm-hmm. Now, they were removed in such a way that defies explanation. There are no bite marks or blood or, as far as I can tell, any trauma around the removal of the eyes. This town's very fucking backwards. It's scared. Do have I. you seen the corpse? I have not as yet seen the corpse. I'm working my way up to it. This town is backwards and small-minded and unusual. Also, I can't just waltz into an Australian police station and say, hey, can I have a look at your corpse? All right, I was just asking. I can do it in the States because it's less unusual for a man with my accent, with my upbringing to... I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere in, in Australia, okay? Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to take a look at the corpse, but I was wondering, do you have any information on uh, m- murders that happened in Australia? Uh, I can have a look into it, I guess. Basically, I want you to look for anything in this town or region, Borragong, New South Wales, and the mode of death is not necessarily ours, but just bits of a person being removed in a clean, concise manner with no trauma, blood, or anything of that nature. Well, that's a tall order, but I'll see what I can do. I would owe you one. I'm going to make this a manipulation persuasion, and I'm going to say negative three because the FBI, you're getting an FBI agent to investigate local crime in a small Australian town. Yeah. So that's your manipulation is three, your persuasion is two. That's correct. So it's a dice two. roll of two total. Great, here we would go. You like to spend willpower? No, I would not. Let's see them eights. All right, no successes. So Randy's like, I don't think I can do it. He'll look into it for you, but there's like, so basically what would have happened if you'd gotten any sort of successes, he would have looked into it for you and he would have been like, Speak to this person. And then the role kind of represents you engaging in that no, person. Yeah. But can't even give me that. Yeah, he doesn't even give you that. Rowdy, if the just before you have a look into things, if the reach of this extends your grasp, son, because of course you were looking in a rural Australian community and not, say, in Alabama, 
Uh, I would like you to instead refine the search and tell me if there are any instances of murders like this happening in the United States. I'm going to say it's the same role, but negative three for a reason I can't tell you. You ready? That's bullshit. I'm sorry. It'll become apparent if you get any successes. Rowdy will get back to you. Okay, that sounds positive. Thank you, Rowdy. And uh, say hello to, uh, what was your girlfriend's name again this time? I'm married. He says. Well, I hope it was the nice one that you married. He hangs up. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) I go to bed. You wake up the next day. Yeah. Having gone to bed. Yes. 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 You recover a willpower point. Hey. What time would you wake up in the morning? I've woken up moderately early because I'm uh, going. Expecting to. I'm expecting to go with Inglacius. Did you set a specific time? Mm, let's just say I did, Adam. Okay. In uh, like the context, as I was saying goodbye, we said 8 a.m. or something like that. Okay. What time do you get up then? Six. Okay. You're up. Wait. If I'd have woken up at a different time, what would have happened? Different things. Lots of things can happen. What if I said 5.30? Not a lot would have changed. What if I had to said 5? Well, you would have had to have woken up at 5 to find out. Fuck! <laughs> so, you wake up and, well, it's largely up to you. There's no one around. I have a brisk shower, obviously. You have a brisk shower and Get indeed. myself ready for the day. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to do, Adam is I'd like to get up and just look at the things around me, look at myself in the mirror, and just double-check that today is not the day that I'm going to die. You check yourself over. You have, for those of you not in the know, you have a merit called Cursed, which basically means that your character has received a vision of your own grisly death. You are riddled by bullets. You are surrounded by soldiers with your back up against an overturned bus. You are in some sort of a compound, but in the vision, you don't get a clear enough picture of it. You're just with your back up against an overturned bus, surrounded by soldiers as they riddle you with bullets. And that is how you die. Do I look at all? Am I wearing anything? No, similar you're not wearing to the in any way the same clothes. Although in your vision, you are wearing a soldier's uniform. Do, does, my, do I, does my face line up with that face at all? No. Basically, that's... is there anything that I'm looking at to this morning? As I've, This is my morning routine. I wake up and I just check with the vision in my head if this is the day that I'm going to die. Uh, you unfortunately don't know what your face looks like because the vision was through your own eyes. True. So you couldn't tell if you... You couldn't tell, yeah, how... But my gut feel is I'm not dying today. It doesn't feel like it could be today. Nah, great. That's good. That's enough for me. That's enough. And anyway, I'm what, a hopeful man. Some people might be wondering why why that is a merit. What abilities does it confer upon you? Big fish style, yes. in situations that are high stress or tension, your character gets a bonus to certain types of roles because your character is aware that this is not how you die. Basically, I'm Albert Finney constantly going, this isn't how I die. Yes. So, anyway, you don't think today is the day you're going to die. It doesn't seem like it. Oh, that's a good start.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.